Mic check, mic check. What's good, everyone? What's good, BTB Army? What's good, you trout mouth, goat mouth, monkey mouth motherfuckers? It is my favorite day of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another new episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, live and direct from the city of angels, from the city of stars, from the city of fucks. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. My name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. I'm only Ben Humble when I play golf. Some of y'all call me the Korean John Cusack. I call me the Washed Lord, the Shank King, Odessu, aka Old Boy, and the Forrest Gump of hip hop. Yo, this show is a Dust Brothers production. That's the eight time podcast producers of the year. Soon to be the podcast producers of the decade. All right, y'all. Welcome all the new listeners. Yeah, man, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. The CDC now says monkeypox is airborne. Let me say that again to you slow motherfuckers. Monkeypox is now airborne. So check it out. I broke COVID here on the show. You day one listeners, you day six listeners, you remember that in late January of 2020. I'll let y'all know how serious COVID was. COVID kills people. I get it. I'd rather have COVID seven more times than get monkeypox. Okay, have you seen what that shit looks like? Looks like people got jujubes under their skin, legs, lips, arms, hands. People are on the subway. Like, yo, what the fuck is... I get... You gotta live my life at work. No, fuck all that. I don't get... Man, dog. If an NBA player gets monkeypox, I don't give a fuck if it's your favorite team. Football, basketball. Ain't nobody playing shit with monkeypox. COVID, you know, some people say to try to downplay it. Look, ain't no downplaying all them motherfucking bumps. Okay? Do not shake my hand. Do not give me a pound. Okay? You can salute me. I will salute back. You can bow like they do in Japan. You can bow to me. I will bow back. Do not touch me. Okay? I don't want to pet your dog. This is she could get transferred from dogs. All right? They said it was a sexually transmitted disease. And people be like, that shit, look, I don't want that shit. It is fucking, there's a state of emergency in New York. In California. L.A. County is starting to spread that shit. Look, don't touch me. I don't even care if I know you, okay? I have family who listen to this show. I don't want no hugs, none of that shit. Why? Because I don't want warts on my cock. What the fuck? Look, yes, wash your hands and all that. It's still fucking contagious. Don't fucking touch me, all right? Now, that was a lot, that was a lot of violence. That was a lot of... Uh, Anger, that, that was a little aggressive way to start the show. But let me flip that for you real quick, okay? Yesterday was an incredible day. It has been an incredible week, but yesterday was an incredible day. Closed a huge deal, right? Your boy got paid, okay? I want all y'all to get paid. But yo, your boy got paid yesterday, all right? Had a good game of golf. Had a whatever game of golf, but you know, I'm still on a golf course. I'm just blessed. I'm happy. 
kids are healthy, and you're going to see very soon why I've waited for so long to do video on this show. And you know what? When I talk about this podcast, I truly say we haven't even scratched the surface. And a motherfucker been doing this for three fucking years. All right. You're going to see why I waited so long for video and why it makes sense because I want to do it right. And it's all going to pay off. I promise you. Can't say exactly what's going on, but you're going to see and you're going to know soon enough. You might know next week. God willing. Okay. But BTB will no longer be an independent show. And for very, very good reasons. I don't have much more information to give you than that, but I'm just letting you know we got action in this bitch, right? My wife is in Ibiza for a week, so I'm just chilling, doing daddy daycare, you know? Shout out to my mother-in-law, who's fucking one of the great, she's the greatest mother-in-law ever, right? Um, Yeah, man, I'm just chilling. You know, I, I got some golf to play. I'm supposed to be in San Francisco right now. This should be live in San Francisco or live from San Francisco. No. I'm not fucking around monkeypox on the plane. There's certain shit. Look, I got mosquito bites and this shit drives me crazy. I couldn't fucking... Have you seen the people who've got it? Go YouTube or Google the people who are showing symptoms and everything with monkeypox. You ain't gonna wanna fuck with it. All right, enough of that shit. Just be careful, y'all. All right? But it's not necessarily a vacation. It's just nice. It's so funny because like even my mother-in-law, my wife don't think I can handle the kids, whatever. Look, I can handle all of them. We're good. I might fuck around, take a trip to San Diego. I don't know what I'm going to do, but we chilling. We good over here. All right, Nicolette? She don't listen to the show. <laughs> she didn't even hear the episode she was on, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, listen, guys, on this episode, you know, this is a business podcast. We ain't going to talk about business here because this is also a lifestyle podcast, okay? We're going to get into not necessarily deep dive but we're gonna talk about behavioral issues all right and the ones that need to stop by the time our kids get older love for the motherfuckers to stop while it takes a little it takes a cycle all right and one of them is grudges and it's not just grudges it's the circle of fucking each other right we're gonna talk about some of these things in different ways okay there's people who've been fucked, and I mean abused, taken advantage of, robbed, lied, stolen from. It happens very often in entertainment, more than anything. Contracts, things like that. Look, if you're a rapper out there or you're trying to be a rapper, read the business. I'm sorry. Yes, my bad. Jesus Christ. I'm sure there's a lot of new versions of the book, but there's a guy named Kashif who wrote a book called The Business of Music. It is a great fucking book. Even when I was in 90% of my professional music career, I wish I'd read that book sooner. Okay. If you're going to hire an attorney, don't get anybody's suggestion that's tied to anybody you're doing business with. You want your own individual attorney that's out for your best interests, not one that's in cahoots with someone else. And I mean that. You know, there's different types of lawyers. There's lawyers who, who do criminal law. There's lawyers who do contract law. Okay? There's lawyers who do litigation. There's lawyers that do personal injury and things like that. They specialize in shit. It's different types of law. Okay? And thank God 
I have an attorney who pretty much handles every single type of fucking legal shit you could think of. But what I'm getting at is so many people want to be rich and famous at a young age, okay? And the problem is that you don't have experience. I don't give a fuck how mature you think you think you are. You ain't got to be mature. It ain't got nothing to do with that. When it gets to the real world, contracts, business, if you're not reading the fine print, and you know what? Even if you do read the fine print, if you don't have an attorney there to break down exactly what the fuck is going on, chances are you're going to sign your life away. Sometimes it's three albums, sometimes it's six. Everyone has a different standard. That goes with podcast contracts, everything, whatever the fuck you do with the contract, employment, whatever it is. Understand the fine print. Hire an attorney that is reputable and referred by someone not completely or in any which way associated with the person you're doing business with. Okay, why am I talking about this right now? Because there's this story right now about Fivio Foreign. I don't know do too much, but the fact that uh, he had songs with Kanye and Kanye's pushing him, whatever. I didn't even know he was signed to Mace. I didn't know Mace, the ex-former bad boy star, this dude at one point was the fucking Drake of music. He was killing it, and I mean that. No social media. This dude was a fucking star, was out there crushing it. He was fucking killing it, right? He was the fucking biggest thing in hip-hop. And he signed a bad boy records, which is Diddy, Puff Daddy's record label, right? And it ain't really like a secret that Diddy them fuck people. But the thing is, a lot of these guys that are sitting in high chairs, chances are a majority of the deals they've done have fucked people. Now, some will say, why are they signing the deals? Why is this? You know what? To be honest with you, people say that's just a business. It's not necessarily true. Understand what you're getting into. When you sign to a label and you're going to all these nice dinners, right? Say you'd be like, oh, fuck. Okay, shit, I'm going to fucking, you know, to SW Steakhouse. I'm going here to fucking Catch Steakhouse. Okay, I'm going to the Polo Lounge here. I'm going here and here. Every time you have a dinner with someone that's a representative from your label, guess what? That money's being fucking recouped out of your budget, whether it be recording, but even if you go over, they'll get it later. You sell something, merch, whatever, 360 deal you got, they'll collect. And what happens is it all starts from one person getting shit on and fucked. That person figures out the game. They start their own label, their their own corporation, and they go and repeat the cycle. That ain't it, chief. All right? Stop the circle of fuckery. Let that shit go. All right? Give you another example. Dr. Dre got fucked by Jerry Heller. So Dr. Dre started signing artists. And for the most part, he screwed over a lot of people. Telling you firsthand. This ain't T, this ain't this, it's just what it is. Now, I don't blame him completely. There are people out there that were probably told, look, man, yeah, I'll get you a car, get you this and whatever, boom, and you have this many albums, you have to finish this between this time period. You know, sometimes they stretch it out to certain years and it's like crazy. It's like ownership. You own this person. Some people have figured it out. There's been loopholes, like, oh, I'm just going to start my own name under fucking, you know, oh, you know me as MC Ben? All right, I'm going to be Sir Washed. And even that time, sometimes your likeliness can't even be used because your face. There's so many different ways. But because these guys are getting fucked by other labels and fucked by other people, 
they go ahead and, and do you back. And that's, that ain't it. It just keeps going. You want a fuck person, you know, fuck you here, fuck you here. Look, my dad whooped my ass. I stopped that shit right there with this generation. I don't beat my kids. Okay? There's a lot of things that I can stop. You just have to hear the right voice. You just need the right direction. And I slowed down because I had a flashback thinking about my dad. But you got to understand that ain't it. You got somebody who hurt you in a relationship. We're not even talking about business anymore. We're talking about love. And all of a sudden, because this girl dated a dude named David, very common name, or John, or Mike, she meets a dude, she likes him, whatever, slightly apprehensive now, finds out the dude's name is David. Guess what? That's a red flag for her. She has PTSD from the fucking dude beating on her, cheating on her, whatever the fuck it may be. Now she don't want to date a dude named David. Nah, it's just bad luck here and there. Why? That could be the love of your fucking life. That could be the fucking answer to all your dreams. Now you're tripping on him because of the name. Or even more importantly, you know what? A girl gets fucked over by a dude who's a Taurus or a Scorpio or a Virgo. I don't even fucking pay attention to this, to the astrological shit too much, right? And guess what? Now that woman hates Tauruses for the rest of their life. Come on, man. Some of it is tied into each other. I ain't gonna lie to you, right? But let, let, you gotta let that shit go. And I say it ain't easy for some people. But when it comes down to a David or a John or something like that, or a fucking Simone or Cindy or Tasha, whatever the fuck it may be, every single person is a different individual. People think immediately, all right, well, that person fucked me over. He happened to be a guy, happened to be Asian, happened to be black, happened to be Mexican from New York. Oh, I'm not dating no Mexicans from New York anymore. And there ain't even goddamn near that many fucking Mexicans in New York. I'm just saying, stop the circle of fuckery. Let it go. There's so much bullshit going on right now. Cancel culture, all this other shit. People are just fucking crazy. Look, Beyonce just dropped an album. And there's three enormous issues surrounding that album. Now, one of them could be slightly valid. Khalees, who is an amazing talent artist, you know, she she was signed to Pharrell. Apparently she has some issues with Pharrell. I don't know the exact deal with it. I, I am, from what I hear, Khalees is maybe on the right on that one, right? Pharrell's my, my boy, whatever. I don't get into their business like that. And it's not the situation where like, well, he never did me wrong. It's not that at all. There's different situations for everything. That, that ain't talking about like, what are we talking about? Hey man, that dude stole from 15 people. Well, shit, he didn't steal from me. I ain't talking about that situation I was talking about two, three episodes ago. Funny thing is, I know maybe 10 people that know Khalees. One of them was married to her. I don't know one single person that has said a good thing about that woman. Now, is it because of the issues she's had with P and other people? Maybe, I don't know. But I will say this. She went hard body at Beyonce about theft of a song that she felt was stolen, whatever, boom, is a big artist. She had other, you know, occurrences that she had mentioned. 
you know, there's very few armies attached to a artist singer that are vicious or even that vicious, right? There's what Nicki Minaj has, the barbs, you know, and, and Beyonce has the Bayhive. And they're known as the most notorious harassment, crazy fucking fan base. And I'm going to tell you something real quick. They're definitely vicious. They're like one micro billion percent of a fraction of what these K-pop fucking armies are like. And I'm talking about groups I ain't even fucking know you never fucking heard of in your life. I ain't just talking about BTS or some of the bigger groups. Big Bang, fucking EXO, all that. Got seven. And Khalees is going at all of them. I think she's probably valid on that one. So you know what Beyonce did? She took the song off her album. I'm sure some people have it, whatever. I'm sure millions of people have it. But she took it off the album so she can't sell it anymore. Which is cool. Good for Beyonce. But then Monica Lewinsky, who is a very old friend of mine. Yes, the lady who worked for Bill Clinton, the president of the United States, and gave him a BJ and had other kind of sexual relations and he denied it, whatever. I have known Monica for fucking over 30 years of my life. We've been in and out of each other's lives now. You know, we follow each other on Twitter. We talk very seldomly. But I've, I've known her for a long time. She's been mentioned in rap songs for at least since that happened, which was in the fucking mid-90s, right? Or late 90s. Jay-Z mentioned her. Cameron. I'm talking, I'm sure over a dozen half. Even recently. Somehow, someway, I guess she was mentioned on this Beyonce album. She's going off, whatever, boom, and saying all this shit. And people are like, you've been mentioned all this time, whatever, boom, and now you want to go after Lance, who's a black artist? And it's like, the fuck give a fuck what color she is? Now, I'm not saying Monica is wrong or right or anything. I'm just saying, have Beyonce done anything about it yet? Not yet. But you let one person in, and this is crazy because she, you know, Beyonce is pretty, she's politically correct. She don't really start no issues, no whatever. But she used the word in one of her songs, she used spaz. And all of a sudden, people went nuts. And I guess in the UK, spaz is a colloquialism for a special, a mental retard or, or whatever it is. And I've had people say, you know, I have a kid who's retarded. I have a kid who's mentally disabled, whatever. I'd appreciate if you didn't use that word. I, I don't use the word in a positive sense. I'm not making fun of the word. It's there for a reason sometimes. Now people could sit and stop and be like, oh man, I really disagree with Ben on this one. Could be a poor choice of words sometimes. Sometimes when you're describing something absolutely insane, ridiculous, whatever it may be, and that happens to be one of the noun verbs that you use, maybe even an adverb sometimes. It's slang. It's used because it is a very descriptive way to, to talk about somebody. Now, let's say these, you know, these pronouns are crazy, right? Let's just say pink is all of a sudden an uh, offensive word or color. And you say, God damn, that motherfucker was pink as shit. Yo, man, you know what, man? Uh, my, my daughter's pink and it's, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like that word, Ben. You got to, yo, you need to shut the fuck up. What's going on is the world's getting soft. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm telling y'all, 
if you didn't grow up and you're not at least 40 and you grow up, you're starting to see where the world is coming to and it's fucking the world up. It's not making the world a better place. Too much sensitivity is definitely, look, you could have empathy. You can have humility. You can be a good person without being overly sensitive. At a certain point, it is good to toughen something up. People say you can't compare this, this, and this. I haven't thought too deep about it, and I could, but you don't just throw shit away. You don't just stop somebody. can't, no, fuck all that. It's getting too crazy. So she took the song off. She didn't change the lyrics. She took the song off because spaz offended people, right? I was called a spaz as a kid because I was a wild ass kid. Never once I take offense to it. Now, am I mentally disabled? You know, I might be a little bit. But I'll be damned if I let Miles edit some shit out when it's coming heartfelt. You know, autistic? I don't think it's a derogatory word. If someone is cool, you know, someone has issues and whatever it may be. But we got to stop all this bullshit. This shit is just crazy as fuck. And it really is starting to get crazy. And pretty soon you let one person in, you're going to have to let 50 and it just goes and be like, all right, we're going to change. No, no, that's not, not the way to change things, man. These participation trophies, this shit is crazy. You're going to start getting motherfuckers back. Yo, man, we need a fucking name. We need a trophy for fourth place. We need a trophy for 11th place. No, you don't. Tell you the truth, silver and bronze don't really mean anything to me. Silver, okay, I can kind of say. You know, it's always been first, second, third, right, whatever. But really, it, it's, for me, it's like, okay, if you didn't get gold, then who gives a fuck? I'm not celebrating silver. You know what I mean? This shit's crazy. Deleting songs and shit and everything. Like, nah, man, that's not how, that's not, that's, no. Another thing too, when we talk about grudges. You ever seen a movie that Gus Van Sant film called Goodwill Hunting? It's one of the greatest fucking movies ever. There's a scene, Matt Damon has obviously a lot of mental issues. He's got problems. He was beaten by his dad the whole nine. He's turned to violence. He's also a genius. A one in a trillion genius. Gets into a fight, about to eat some nice, delicious hamburgers, see somebody he didn't like that he hasn't seen since kindergarten. This motherfucker's in his 20s. And he goes, hey, remember me? Remember me from kindergarten? You used to fuck with me. Goes to jail for beating some dude from a guy who harassed him in, in kindergarten. Now, look, I've been bullied. I've bullied. I'm sure I've done a lot of shit here and there. I've always been fair for the most part. There are dudes out there who definitely bullied me here and there. What did I say to episode? I said, living well is the best revenge. I could shit on, so, I have so many fucking dumb fucking idiots who are so obsessed with me. And again, by the way, my boy Cuffs the Legend the other day said, nobody hates you more than someone on social media that's never met you in person. And it's the fucking truth. You got fan base sit there that are talking about fucking their fan base. Motherfuckers aren't even from the city. I'm like, oh, you're from the city. If you ain't from the city, at least understand the history and culture of that city and why that team is so beloved. Not because of just winning, because it's deeper than that. You might be a Cleveland Brown, but you know what? Oh, you're not going to be a Cleveland Browns fan unless they won 17 champions, right? And, and you know, people were just like, just certain fan base. I'm like, yo, dog, do you even know what the fuck this city is about? Do you really know? Like, do you know any, do you, do you name 10 streets in the city? 
Get the fuck out of here, you little weenie. But I saw a video the other day. What made me trigger this whole conversation is there's this video that went around on Twitter. There's a homeless dude smoking crack, minding his own business. Now, mind you, you know, he's already, his life is already fucked up. And the dude presses him. He's sitting on a stairway somewhere in the street. And he's like, yo, bro, remember you used to fuck with me? You used to fuck with me. You used to talk shit to me. You used to beat my ass. You used to talk all this shit. Yeah, I wasn't going to be shit, blah, blah, whatever. This dude is in a whole different state. This dude is destitute. He is zero. Bottom of the barrel. And this dude is going in on him, videotaping it. Yeah, motherfucker, say something now. If that dude fucked your mother and gave her AIDS and killed one of your family members, I understand maybe. Okay. You finally caught up with dude, boom, all right, here you go. There's no backstory. The only backstory is this dude used to harass you in high school and now he's fucked up in life and that ain't punishment enough right there you ain't living better than this dude you don't realize that you're living way better than this dude what the fuck does he need to know he didn't say shit to you that dude just won he controlled your whole fucking body and mind and you know what you're a punk Really thinking about like if you're in your 30s and you shit on somebody from high school, bro, let that shit go. I talked about my high school reunions on here before. I'm like, look, my 30-year reunion just passed last year. Could have pulled up. I was going to pull up at the 20, the 10, 15. 10-year anniversary was, no, no, not my 10. I could have pulled up, kind of. 15, I could have pulled up. Mink Sable, Dragon on the Ground, Chains, Ferrari, Rolls Royce, whatever. Man, who gives a fuck? Living well is the best revenge. I mean that. Like, yo, you don't think people know I'm doing all right? And the people that don't know, shit out, they don't need to know. If you know, that all, that's all that matters. So these behavioral flaws in people's minds, they got to stop before our kids get older. Because we're going to fucking pollute the earth with this toxicity. And it's not the toxic shit that's funny with that future raps, but I'm talking about some real shit. The circle of fuckery. Being too soft. Holding a grudge for 10, 15, 20 years. Man, let that shit go. Go see a therapist. Because they're going to tell you, videotaping someone doing bad in life, that ain't it, man. You showing, like, man, you already won you went there and dropped down to a shitty ass fuck that, that just seeing that person should have made you like oh man fuck well there it is you know so we're gonna get into more behavioral flaws after the break usually we get into sports entertainment all that type of shit but we'll get into that in a little bit I had to just break my, my mouth is getting dry I need to drink some water and uh, I need to fucking just that, that shit got me thinking about shit cause I'm sure there's a gang of people who are on my list that could be like, boom. And you know what? I don't even think about them anymore because I got three beautiful kids. I made it out to fucking mud. Got a beautiful wife who loves me to death. I got a great family. Got a good job. I created my job. Okay? I have a great listenership and audience. You guys, yes, you listen to this motherfucker. BTB Army. Okay? I'm 
grateful and thankful for you guys. But yeah, that's my man Lakey Lake in the background. Thankful for him too. And we're going to go to a commercial real quick, pay some bills. We'll be right back with more BTB. Now, BTB Army, I have told you before and I will tell you again, you need to have your money working for you. In times like these, who doesn't need a secondary income stream? All right, well, here it is. You've heard me talk about Captain Picks, a sports betting consultancy company I own with Jordan, Miles, and Michael Rapport. But have you joined yet? If you haven't, now is the time. Go to CaptainPicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one free. Honestly, we make it so easy for you that you do not need to even know anything about sports to win on the daily, and that is no cap. Our expert captains lead our community of winners every day in sports all around the world. Why are we the best? Because we care. We care about your winnings. We care about your time making it fun. Make friends and stack wins. We are here to break all bookies. We have membership plans to fit every budget. And if you opt in for a subscription, there are big savings to be had. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one, get one free. What up, what up? We're back, y'all. We're back, we're back, we're back. Uh, Before we get started with these... uh, Bullshit character flaws. I got to give a big shout out to my man, Burner. Um, Burner is co-founder of Cookies Brand. It is now a billion-dollar brand. Legitimately. Not Cap. Dude's been nothing but just a great dude. We've had several talks. I was on his podcast for over an hour or so. We've kicked it a few times. It's been nothing but a cool dude. I'm sure he has haters or whatever. I don't know about any of all that. But my man is going to grace the cover of Forbes. He is the first cannabis person, cannabis business, whatever you may be, cover a fucking Forbes, big deal. Now, Forbes ain't what it used to be. I'm not downplaying it. It's a big fucking deal. So shout out to my man, Burner. Much love, homie, from the Cookies fam to the Cookies fam. You know what I'm saying? That's love. I want to talk about a term that my wife had used one time. And uh, I hate this word. I hate this fucking word. I hate this term. And it's gaslighting, Right? Gaslighting is fucking bullshit. Okay. Wikipedia, there's different definitions of gaslight, right? But the Wikipedia definition is gaslighting is a colloquialism. It's crazy that that word is just used because I just used it a little while ago. Okay. Colloquialism is like a synonym. It's like a nickname slang. It's like saying like, oh shit, coochie. Coochie would be a colloquialism for a vagina. Anyways, gaslighting is a colloquialism Loosely defined as someone making someone question their own reality. The expression which derives from the title of the 1944 film Gaslight became popular in the mid-2010s. The term may also be used to describe a person, a gaslighter, who presents a false narrative to a group or person, thereby leading them to doubt their perceptions and become misled, disoriented, or distressed. Often, this is for the gaslighter's own benefit. Normally, the dynamic is only possible when the audience is vulnerable. 
such as an unequal power relationships or fearful of losses associated with the challenging the false narrative. Gaslighting is not necessarily malicious or intentional, although in some cases is. Okay, it's used a lot with psychology, which is one reason why if you're strong in the brain, you know, you could pinpoint what's wrong with you, you know, and things like that. And I'm going to continue this, right? The Webster's Dictionary version is gaslight, verb, present participle, gaslighting. Manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. Example, in the first episode, Karen Valentine is being gaslighted by her husband. Me and my wife have gotten arguments about things. I'm not using this as, you know, the entirety of my argument. But why is it that you could do a hundred good things for someone and they're going to only remember the one bad thing you did? Okay, this has happened with employees. This has happened with people who I've known, friends, family members. Not necessarily family. Talk about, you know what? I've done so many fucking bad things with my mom and dad, and they've done much. And, you know, I remember the, the bad, you know, whether how much my dad loved me. I'm sure, you know, he, and the crazy part is I think he does. I think he did. And that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, it's, you know, he remembers the bad parts, you know, and he, and he looks past them. My mom looked past a ton of bad things in my life. But I'm talking about in friendships and work and whatever. You could do 100 good things. You could do 20 good things for someone. Give somebody a job. Give them a career. They may quit or get fired because they fucked up. This person could have been washing dishes. Could have been somebody's assistant. Could have been working for a corporation, doing nothing, selling dresses. And all of a sudden, they became a jeweler because you gave them the opportunity. You got them a new car. Sorry. Let me correct that. You helped them get a new car because they got a job because of you. They feel like they're owed more. They feel like they're entitled. Haven't truly paid any dues. And then they fuck up. You know, do stupid shit. Get fired. Delusion kicks in. Like, fuck them. I'm going to start my own fucking jewelry company. Start having this bad image, talking shit. Oh, man, you know, Ben is this, Ben is that. I'm also actually getting slightly specific into something and then not realize you wouldn't even be a fucking jeweler if it wasn't for me. I never actually had a problem with you until you fucked up, until you start doing drugs, until you start fucking lying, until you start hating, talking shit behind people's backs. Fuck is wrong with what's up with you? Uh, you know, whatever, I, I don't care. Oh man, fuck Ben. Why fuck Ben? Oh man, he just, you know, he's a narcissist guy, egos, this and that, whatever. Okay, uh, no, let, let's weigh the good. Got you a job, helped you out, gave you good advice, was there for you when you needed it, gave you some life gems. You decided to get into it with other people, other employees, and now you have a jewelry company, which I don't give a fuck if you do, cool you wouldn't even be doing what you're doing. Now, if I stole from you, if I lied to you, if I had fucked your wife and did some crazy shit, you have a valid argument. You do a hundred good things for somebody. You love them. 
you help them, you support them. That right there is just, and I'm talking about, there could be a hundred thousand things just off that. The times they needed you could be three, could be 17, could be a hundred times. Shoulder to lean on. Could you give them advice 20, 30 times? And then you decide to hang out with someone that you've known for longer than you've known them. And for whatever reason, insecurity kicks in. They don't like them. Be like, you know what? I remember that time Ben hung out with fucking Sandra. This is just fictional. I'm just saying. And now all of a sudden, you're in a fight with your girlfriend, your friend, whatever it may be. Why is it that when someone's like, yo, man, yes, that's dope. Outfit is lit. You're cool, man. Here, this, whatever. This is great. Oh, man, that, I don't know about that shit. That shit looks stupid. You look like you're trying too hard. Now, that's an opinion. That person has said you look beautiful 20 times. Person said, oh, man, you, you look, you sharp today, dog. You good. Shit, you crushed it today. Boom. Say you didn't even fucking say anything. Let's just say they asked you a question. Oh, what you think about this? Oh, I'm not really fucking with that, bro. It looks like you're trying too hard. Oh, man, fuck Ben. He's a hater. What about all the other times? Kept it 100 and said nice things. And I don't really just say things just to say them. All of a sudden, Ben as a hater is stuck in that person's head. Okay. When arguing, why is it that most people remember the bad things? Whether it be a fight, whether it be a hurtful thing that you might have already apologized for, or whatever. Okay. Now, I ain't talking about murder. I'm not talking about stealing. I'm not talking about cheating. Okay. Those are deal breakers. That's it. I mean, that's right there. You're labeled, and it's still fucked up. Because there are people out there who've done a million things that were good for someone, been like, Yo, man, really, like, help somebody get a job. You know, um, again, help them when they were down. Gave them advice. Hung out. Took care of their kids. Supported them when they needed it. And then somehow, someway, that dude ended up fucking your wife. That's a tough one. You know, it's happened. Now, of course, you ain't going to think about all the times he's helped you and all this stuff and everything. Because you're thinking about that. It's really a big fuck up. So, you know, I feel like, you know, okay, that's, that's a deal breaker. Talking about other things. Took someone to the airport 15 times. In traffic. Loaned them money you never asked them to give back. All of a sudden, one day, you can't pick them up. Because you want to go see a movie with someone. Whether they like them or not. Like, oh, the movies are more important than picking me up from the airport. Or you couldn't come to my fucking art show. Because you was out, out hanging out with fucking Miles. You got to stop that shit. You want to fucking start arguing about this shit? You don't want to think about any of the good times? You want to think about the bad times? Fuck is wrong with you? Like I said, abuse. I ain't talking about mental. Even though some people say mental is deeper than I'm just talking about. Like, like I'm about getting your ass whooped. Stealing, cheating. All right, those are deal breakers. We ain't talking about that. Choosing someone else because that's what you want to do that day, man. Yo, y'all got to grow the fuck up. Lying, okay? My wife always says, you know, a white lie, she hates them. Why? Because a white lie is still a lie. Is that going to end your friendship because they lied about where they were? Lied about a golf score, lied about fucking how much money they had, whatever. When in private, behind your back, this person defended you in certain things, 
You think about that one thing. Now, a lot of people don't take those too serious, whatever. I'm just saying. We have to redirect things and think a little bit about someone doing a lot of good for you. Now, there's a situation actually right now I can think of. I'm just going to hypothetically say something, but I mean, there's bad blood between Barstool Sports and my community family and my podcast family. That'd be Michael Rappaport, Miles Jordan. And you know what? I've stayed away from Barstool. It's all good. I got into an argument with Dave. Um, is it David? I forgot the fuck. Whatever his name is, Portnoy. I don't really care for dude too much, but he said some stupid ass shit and was a part of a Ponzi scheme with fucking, um, the fuck was that stupid ass cryptocurrency called again? The fuck was that shit called again? God damn it, bro. I can't remember what the fuck shit was called. Bitcoin for a little bit. And the failing whatever. He was bullshitting about something. But like, if I decided to go on a Barstool podcast, not necessarily Dave Portnoy, but um, it is Dave for sure, right? But um, if Jordan and Miles and Mike were pissed off about that, I'd be like, you don't think I thought about it a little bit? Or maybe I didn't know. I, I obviously know. Or maybe you know you don't know about someone who's a homie of yours. For instance, Gilly, Wallow. They got the biggest hip-hop podcast in the world. Both of them friends of mine. Wallow's definitely closer than I am with Gilly, but Gilly's been supporting me forever. It's a weird situation, you know? I remember when Mike Rapport had Mike Tyson on his show. And he goes, fuck me, you don't like Trump, you know, whatever, boom, you know, he hates Trump so much. And Mike say, how the fuck could I, Mike Tyson says, how the fuck could I hate Trump? When everyone told me to go fuck myself, when I was canceled way before the internet and no one wanted to give me a job, no one did nothing. This man gave me an opportunity to fight. This man put money in my pocket. This man helped me. This man invited me everywhere. And the crazy thing is, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump. You know how much I fucking can't stand, motherfucker. But that was the most solid ass answer that one can give you. And at that point, if Miles Jordan or Mike had a problem because I played golf with Trump, now I wouldn't because I'd look stupid doing that. All right. If they had a problem with me going on someone's show here and there, there's a million things that Jordan has done for me that's great. So I take that into consideration. But then I also think about, hey, it's bigger than that on certain things. If Jordan was to be like, yo, man, fuck Ben, I don't think he would because Jordan's a better person than that. You'd have to redirect your thinking, man. You got to stop that shit. I would never do it to intentionally hurt somebody. And at the same time, I don't need to do it. But there are strategic chess moves in life that you can do that other people may not like. And you may need to go down that road one time. I've been very good at avoiding a lot of things. I've also been very good at doing what the fuck I want to do. And I don't go intentionally hurting anybody. But I just want you guys to start thinking about that. Why is it when someone says, oh man, man, you're the shit, you're the shit, you're the shit. You don't see these comments all the time here and there. And then you see that one comment, oh, you a fucking faggot, fuck you, you're a bitch. Bald-headed fucking old man, you ain't shit. You see that one, it's like, damn. Stude went from, oh, you're the dopest, you're cool, whatever. Oh, this is how you get your attention. If that's how you got to get somebody's attention, you're already fucked up in the head. There's a point where you see some people's pages, it's like, damn, it's 90% negativity, 10% positivity here and there. People don't look at it, whatever. Some people I know, 
grown ass men, 60s, 50s. Oh, I just can't look at those, man. I just turn the comments off. I can't. I see the comments 50 50 here and there. I don't delete comments unless you're talking about my kids and my wife. I've said this a million times. I don't comment on anyone's page with something silly, good, bad, if they don't follow me. A lot of fucking celebrities follow me. A lot of mega stars follow me. So who the fuck are you? Who cares who the fuck I am, you stupid, dumb motherfucker? Oh, monkey mouth motherfucker. Oh, monkey pox leg ass bitch. That's my homie. In real life. Focus on the good. There are times to focus on the bad for sure. And when you focus on it, it's not giving that attention. It's just like, all right, that person's written off. I don't need those type of people in my life. Nobody does. You don't. And that's the end of that bit right there. I just want to let you guys know. Now, there is a name that I'm about to mention. I had no idea who the fuck he was. One of my employees, two of my employees mentioned him, Niall and, and, and Key from my store. They mentioned this dude, Andrew Tate. Never heard of dude until about maybe a week or two ago. He's all over the internet now. He's Kevin Samuels part two in a way, the white version. Apparently, he's actually from America, but he moved to Romania. So I don't know, I mean, I don't know the story too much. I don't care. Baller Busters debunked any bad rumors, any fucking slander that was going around, dude. I don't really know much about this. The goddamn was everyone's getting, you know, whatever. He's not saying anything new. He's saying the same shit that Kevin Samuels was saying here and there, whatever, boom. You know, I, I side with dude more than I would side with like Jake Paul or somebody, right? But there are a lot of red flags, you know, with, with scamming and, and capping and whatever. And like, you know, people were like, yo, man, student, I know Bugatti. This kid I know who's a, a big influencer on TikTok and his Matt Garcia is like, something about his net worth being 50 million, 100 million, whatever he goes, it's probably bullshit. You know, Baller Busters did the due diligence. One, Bugatti posted the dude's car. People think my car is, a lot of people, oh man, Ben rents his cars because some fucking Reddit page say some shit. It's just like, yo, nobody is letting me borrow a million dollar car that has my name on the floor mats in a custom license plate. Like, yo, stop. And I get it. The first thing that people think is just doubt. They think, oh, it's fake here and there. I had a dude on a Korean fucking bullshit ass Tyrese produced reality shows. Terrible. And he's like, I didn't know you really had those cars. What type of person is driving around renting? There are people. But I was like, come on, man. I've been around for decades. Ain't nobody put no tea out on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody exposed me. People have tried. Not 70, not 90, not 99%. They've been wrong 100% of the time. But when you think about a scammer, you think about the red flags. One of the key ones is multi-level marketing shit. When you're selling courses to become rich, successful here and there, some people are good at it. My boy Dan Fleischman, great at it. Ed Milet, I don't know so much about dude. He's been super solid with me. You know, Thatch Nguyen, another show, does it. Okay. Funny thing about Ed Milet and Andy Frisella, these are two dudes who have been nothing but fucking amazing to me. They're major Trump supporters and everything else. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't live my life like that. We can disagree on things, it's fine. That don't mean they're bad people. But just wanted to sit here and let you know that 
Baller Busters is not me. I have nothing to do with that page. They go deep looking into lawsuits, looking into all kinds of shit, finances, assets and stuff. They did their due diligence, man. They did the shit for me because people were capping. You know, thought I was capping or whatever. And so, you know, apparently dude is the real deal. I'm not really mad at that, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But, you know, just wanted to do that little bit right there. Uh, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about golf. Some people are like, you talking about golf too much. Motherfucker, I go shit in seasons. I'm sure golf be mentioned here and there, you know, as my journey because it, it's part of my life. It's a big part of my life. But it, it still doesn't occupy a majority of the show. Not even close. But played golf a few times this week. I got to play with George Lopez again at Lakeside Country Club. Played better than I did the first time I did with him. Didn't love how I played. And um, we had a 3.30 tee time. I'm not making excuses up or anything, but like, you know, I'm up at 6 a.m. So by 3 o'clock, you know, I'm fucking tired. I'm usually taking naps at that time. I didn't sleep particularly well that night because a rider. And, um, you know, I just, it was a tough whatever day and had a good time. It was cool though, man. I got to, Miles Teller and Nick Jonas were playing uh, right behind us. It's pretty cool. I never met Nick Jonas before. Two of his brothers followed me for a while and I fucking have no idea why. Unfollow, I don't really give a fuck. I think Joe, Joe Jonas and, and Kev, who gives a fuck? Nick's the one who's like the, the star of the family. But Miles Teller is like, what, top five hottest fucking actor out there right now. But uh, I had a good round and me and George get to talking about things. He's just so fucking experienced and such a great dude and he's funny as shit. I just really appreciate dude so fucking much. Can't wait. I'm gonna do his podcast soon and he's got a new show coming out on NBC. It's a big fucking deal still. He's just a good, knowledgeable guy, man. I appreciate the dude. Um, yesterday, I played a round of golf with my cousin, Peter, who, since he was a young kid, junior high, he's a good golfer. By the time he got into high school, he was shooting 60s, high 60s at any course in Los Angeles in Orange County. Dude is gifted. His name in my phone book is Peter PGA, and it's been that since 2005. Now he's in his 30s, mid to late 30s, I think, and ever in um, he took like seven, eight years off of golf where he played like four times a year, didn't care, didn't take it seriously. His older brother's a golf pro, been a golf pro for at least 15 years. Peter was a pro for a little bit and just didn't want to go. He, he had a chance to go on the tour. Let me tell you, there's millions of good golfers out there. Now, there's 60 million bad golfers out there, but there's millions of good golfers out there. There's 150 spots to make it on the PGA Tour. You want to talk about competition? It's not even fucking funny. But he was that dude. So we played yesterday. We wanted, I would want to play with him for like six or seven months. We just reconnected recently and been talking about it. He played Brookside maybe a week after I played. Shot a 68. Anytime you play under par, it's like ridiculous, you know, and he's just really good and he's technical and everything, but at the same time, he likes to have fun, you know? And I posted this video of us playing golf. Didn't realize I had a fucking bong in the golf cart. So excuse me, but that was pretty funny. But we played and, and after the third or fourth hole, he goes, yo man, you're hitting the shit out of this ball. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm shocked. Like for eight months, this is fucking nuts. Like, my driver has been working very good. And, you know, I'm using my three wood. And he's like, yo, you're knocking the shit out of this ball. Like, I'm using my driver. Mind you, he's playing from the tips, which is the furthest tee. And I'm playing from the white tees. But still, he's like, you're right there with me. Not, and you're playing with the fucking three wood. I'm just fucking mind blown. 
You know, I got on 67% of the fairways yesterday. I shot a 93, which is really good on one of the toughest fucking courses in all of Southern California where I happened to be having my tournament. And by the time we got to the 17th hole, he's like, yo, bro, I'm so fucking impressed. I'm just, I just don't know what to say. You've had like 10 shots that have just really blown me the fuck away. Doesn't care about the swing form, none of that, whatever. There's no pictures on scorecards, guys. Get the ball in the hole. The game is about misses. Golf is a game of misses. If you don't understand that, start playing golf, you understand. And I, that was probably the most ultimate top compliment that anyone could have given me. Probably one of the most important, even more so than my coach. And it was just a great round. He played, uh, he played good. He had two double bogeys. And he still fucking shot a 76. He had a shitload of birdies. I parred four or five times, which is fucking mind-blowing for me. But I, I shot a seven on the first two holes. If I shot a fucking five on both first holes, I would have broke 90 on one of the toughest courses in LA. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, man, it was dope playing golf tomorrow with my cousin Steve. It's also really good. It's not as good as Pete, but it's just different types of things. When you talk about consistency, you know, it's different things. But uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, been watching a lot of Seahawks talk and the practices and things like that. And, you know, it looks like Kobe Bryant is, you know, he's trying to get that starting position at corner. Uh, everyone's looking good. Gino's having a little trouble, but I'm not worried about that so much. I think they'll figure it out. Don't think Drew Locke is going to make it. He, they say he's technically probably a better quarterback than Gino, but it doesn't matter. It's like, who knows your team better and whatever and just... Still too early to tell, but we're two fuck. We're just a couple weeks away from our first preseason NFL game. Can't wait. We're five weeks away from the first fucking game of the season, which is Monday Night Football at Lumen Field versus the fucking Denver Broncos. It's gonna be fucking amazing. Can't wait. The crazy thing is Lewis Hamilton, F1 champion, Hall of Fame driver is now a partner. It's one of the owners of the Denver Broncos. It's fucking crazy. That's actually a big, big move. Um, before we end the show, I have to say rest in peace to Vin Scully, the voice of baseball. Yes, I said the voice of baseball, not just the Dodgers, but for real, the voice of fucking baseball. When I was a kid, when I was in high school, I would sometimes have the AM radio playing in the background just because his voice was so soothing and it was so chill. And just hearing that throughout my entire lifetime, pretty much since I was five, it's crazy. He's passed away, 92, lived a full life, man. Amazing dude, used to announce golf, used to announce football games. I didn't even know that shit until I watched this, you know, um, recap of his life. I forgot the fuck, of the, I can't think of the world, man. I had the worst memory lately, man. Not a montage, not a not a model of the fuck. Um, anyways, it's like a tribute to his life. Um, made me think of Chick Hearn because I used to listen to Chick Hearn. Chick Hearn talked definitely way more shit. I remember Chick Hearn used to go in on the Lakers during that that the mid nineties, like that ninety four to ninety six. Oh my god, he would go off on Eldon Campbell, a bunch of people. It's fucking amazing. But rest in peace to both those legends. The Dodgers are red hot right now. I think we fucking swept the fucking the Giants. Fucking playing out of control. Some crazy ass trades right now. Juan Soto is a fucking Padre. Like this fucking crazy shit going on in baseball. I wanted him to be a Dodger. But just us beating the Padres, them having Tatis and Soto. I don't care if Tatis hurt. I'm just saying 
is fucking that much sweeter. But by the way, yesterday was also the best sweep and biggest day for captain picks in MLB. So if you want to make a little extra money, man, I don't understand why you're not joining captain picks. It's just fucking crazy, you know? But um, I'm going to hit some Dodger games. For the super followers out there, definitely want to set up a foursome of golf. Don't know where it'd be. Maybe some chill course. Maybe be, you know, municipal course might be Angeles. I don't know. But if you're down for that, let's figure that out. I want to start doing some giveaways, some gold items. Got a really big surprise for you guys coming up. And that'd be a cool thing. Dave and Buster's thing's kind of chilled out, but I'm definitely about to get back in, you know, get it back in and uh, do a meetup there. The Dust Brothers just did a, um, Captain Picks just did a, um, Dave and Buster's meet and greet. I was in New Jersey, so I couldn't be there, but heard it was lit in Orange County. We're going to start doing stuff. Yo, guys, I have some really big news to hit you. I can't wait to tell you guys about this next move for Behind the Baller, and uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. And that means the tour is going to be just fucking lit, and we're going to do these live shows and video and all this other great shit. But guys, have a great weekend. Think about the shit that I'm talking about on this show, because I had other stuff to talk about. There's gossip here and there, whatever. But those mental issues that people have, and it's more common in business and friendships, like, yo, we got to stop that shit because I care about our future. And this show is a lifestyle podcast. And I really do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And I love you guys. Again, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your life. Stop and smell the roses sometimes, man. You know, pretty sure everyone listens to this show right now have it a lot better than people think they do and i appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to this show and um i don't take that for granted at all whatsoever but the fact that i know that i'm part of your life two days a week means a lot to me all right so we're out of here y'all that's my man lakey lake right there when you hear that music when you hear that when you hear that nice soft ass jazzy ass futuristic hip-hop melodic shit right there that means it's time to go. All right, y'all. I will see you guys on Monday. And uh, shit, next Thursday, episode 300. It's not what you think it's going to be, but I think you guys will be pleased. And I appreciate everybody. Again, we are out of here. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about Miles and Dr. Jordan, but it's fucking irrelevant. All right, guys. Peace, y'all. See you then. Peace.